welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. If you listen closely, you can tell I am talking through a smile. Because today's guest that I get to spend some time talking with is my friend Jess Conley. You guys know her as the founder of the Naptime Diaries. She's also the co-founder of the Influence Conference and Network. She's an author, a speaker, a writer, a blogger, and just a downright all-in following Jesus (laughs) all the way kind of a gal. And I love those kind of gals and, and guys too. She's going to share with us today, if you've been following her on Instagram or social media, any of the, of the um, social media places, you know that she just completed her first marathon. And I'm always intrigued by people that bite off maybe a little more, a little more than they can chew. And she's going to share for the first time here some of some details of what that was like for her that day. So for those of you that are feeling the nudge to run a marathon... I've been telling her too. I don't know if there's something in the water, but there are more people around me starting to run marathons that I never would have expected. But if you're someone who's feeling that little tug, her story of training and what the big day was like, I know is going to encourage you and also prepare you in the holiest of ways. She's going to tell you what she wishes she would have done differently if she was to do it again, what that would look like, what she would hope to do. As well as we're going to talk about her first book, Wild and Free, what that was like being a first-time author, and her book that is coming out in October that I cannot wait for. When I heard about this book and the topic that she was going to be writing on and how she was, I just know she's going to approach it in such a beautiful way. The book is titled Dance, Stand, Run. It's all about grace and holiness and being on mission. Sounds like Revelation Wellness to me, yeah? Sounds like you guys are the perfect fit for that mission. Thanks so much for being here and listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast. You can do that in the little corner of your phone right now. You'll see little three dots on the home screen of the podcast and you can just hit it and it'll give you the option to copy the link or share the link as well as the reviews that you're leaving over at um, on iTunes. Thanks so much. I read every single one of them and I'm blown away at how God is using this podcast to to bless and to encourage you and to remind you who you are and whose you are. All right. Thanks you guys for hanging out. Uh, you can get all the show notes here, how to connect with Jesse further down in the show notes. Uh, so be sure to check that out. We'll see you again soon. Peace. Oh my gosh. Okay. This might be like a little too personal, but I have waited to talk to this girl we're going to do our best to stay on track with with what the <laughs> Lord, with something that might minister you to you and not end up just being all girl talk. But this is um, exciting, you guys. My friend Jess Connolly is here. You guys know her, Naptime Diaries. You know her as an author. You know her as a blogger. You know her as a speaker. Um, but here's what I know her as, as a woman who is honest, broken, and made beautiful and keeps it real and I just that just to me is just the best so um Jess welcome girl come on I mean yeah I feel I feel like the way I feel about you Elisa is how I know everybody who listens feels about you but I I'm like well but really for me like (laughs) she's really just for me like hero (laughs) saint leader come on mentor I know how how the heck did our paths even cross let's go back a few years Okay, I love telling people this story. I don't know if you remember it, but I 
I swear from my best recollection that I do not remember emailing you. Like it happened in the middle of the night. I woke up the next morning and had an email back from you. And I, I really, this is a thing I do. I, I have been known to like shop in the middle of the night. A few months ago, I bought some t-shirts in the middle of the night. <laughs> and didn't remember, but I think I had gone to bed really defeated mm-hmm. about body insecurity mm-hmm. and food addiction and just like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Mm. And I think in the middle of the night, I, I maybe had followed you online um, and just was like, I don't care. I'm going to email her. And I just said, like, help. Will you help? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it turned out that like three or four weeks later, um, you were coming to Charleston anyways, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Which like that was just the Lord just, I didn't even know that when I emailed you at the time. Yeah. Um, so I did Revelation Wellness's Way Less to Feed More. And yeah. I literally know that I know that God used it to just like set me free. Like yeah. just totally, truly free. And, you know, now I just kind of sit at your feet online however I can. <laughs> whenever I can. Listen and, to your podcast. And vice versa. Vice versa. Oh, my gosh. Well, and here's the exciting thing. I have to tell you, I love people that have loved me well when I was a hot mess and even all like the, the way less to feed more when you went through it is pretty much a hot mess. Now Tyndale has taken it. It is published. will come out in August. I will be sending you the very first copy because truly (laughs) I feel like, okay, look what the Lord did. But the fact that you were just obedient to the rawness and I know that the Lord I very much felt like Moses when he called me to write because I'm like, Lord, I don't write. But it's like, get it down on ink. Get it down on paper. I have a message um, to put out. So I just started writing and it just got out there. And I, it was just watching the Lord work through you and then hearing a lot of other people that how that material has been used. And so, um, yeah, it's all coming out. It will not be called Way Less to Feed More. It's actually called The Wellness Revelation. And this is the first time I've said those words on a podcast. Love it. <laughs> it's called the wellness it. revelation. So yes. And you know, I listened to you. I was listening to a podcast you're on. I don't know whose it was, but you were saying how it was so encouraging to me that you're like, I don't know what an apostrophe is, a comma, like run on sentences for days. Right. Like when you were going through the editing co- like process of like, oh my God. How was that for you? By the way, she's the author of the book, Wild and Free. We'll get back to that. But that was your first book you authored, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm in the editing right now of Dan Stanrod. I It's my favorite. Like, I just have the oh. best editor ever. Oh, I just, so she's just a super nice gal. <laughs> I need to send her something. But, um, I mean, she does things like, just, just so you know, <laughs> you've used... <laughs> exclamation points 90 times on this one page just so you know just so you know i know what she's saying is in future books if you could slow down on that exclamation point at least i don't have to take out 90 that would be awesome um but i but i'm like yeah yeah totally totally are you good Um, are you you're you're good with the feedback are you good with your editor like the feedback oh yeah i i i my joke with her is that i'm like accept all (laughs) <laughs> I, accept all. I, yeah. accept all, I accept all changes. I was 
doing that too. I don't mind at all. I was like, you you make it better. Accept all. Yes, yes. I'm you totally, can change any of that. I feel that same way. Like, okay, you're yes. right. I don't know what I'm doing. But I do read through them because I want to learn. I'm like, okay, help me get yes. better at this, Lord. Help me get better. But my editor was saying, like, Elisa, because – I know the track changes, the ones that you get back that show all the edits. It looks like a massacre, like blood red is on the page. I'm thinking to myself, really? Like, I, yeah. I don't know if I, like, am I the author of this? Because this is just massacred at this point. It's like totally taken it, apart to be put back together again. It's so true. Everybody should really know, like, the editor of the book is, they're the, they're the one who makes it. They're the, right? They are gift, like God's gift to his, like, word made yeah. manifest through his people. Thank God for that. Especially editing. people like you and I who are such prophets. Like if we got, if we, if somebody gave us a microphone, I'm going <laughs> to say what we want. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so it true. It would be like this, I guess. I mean, I, I can't, I can tell you how many times my editor just writes, are you sure you want to say that? Are you sure that's what you mean? I'm like, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> are you? What are you? What say you? I was. I was three months ago. I don't know about now. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, I, I like the other thing. Well, we have all loved the book Wild and Free. Um, come, We'll come back to that. But I have been dying because... Like I said, this is just, I've watched your journey, walked it with you in a close, but I know the yeah. Lord has called me. I, I just continue to pray and, and stand holy ground with you and encourage you. Heart, heart mind, soul, and strength, the whole Jessie Conley, Lord, like the whole yeah. thing. Let her be integrated to herself because you've called her for such a time as this and this this generation and this land. Um, but watching you pursue freedom in in your body as much as in your ministry in your marriage for your children um what has it been like since what was that i guess i would want to know what what was the shift from way less to feed more forward that you began momentum with that then got you to present day yeah no i mean i i can remember like certain points of way less to feed more like right at the beginning of that journey when I would talk and like I immediately, you know, I, this is so, it's not embarrassing to you. So I'm not even going to say it's embarrassing, but to the world, this would be embarrassing. <laughs> to some of y'all, it'll just make you laugh. But my biggest, do you remember what my like biggest food addiction was at the time? I don't know if you'll ever even remember. But I had a massive addiction to sweet and low. Oh, that's like, right. That's right. Two and a half sweet and low per cup of coffee. Sweet and low. Like nobody uses sweet and low. Like <laughs> only weirdos use sweet and low. But I used it and I used two and a half sweet and low per cup of coffee like six times a day. Yeah. Just out of control. And the day we started, you said like, so we're never doing that again. Like you're never going to touch that again. <laughs> we're going to do our best to trust the Lord with that. Those chemicals. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, that was good. Right. I had, I had had a, um, my grandmother had died like eight months earlier from Alzheimer's and mm. you know, mm -hmm. that, that I think that when they do studies, they basically say like sweet moon equals Alzheimer's mm -hmm. these days. Um, it was good. It was time. And so from that day one, I felt like it was the one thing in my life that the, that I had just always told the Lord, like, you can have anything in my life, but you can't have my coffee. Like, this is this is what it is. And it sounds so silly now to even think about it. Um, and I remember you telling me, like, one day this is going to seem so silly. But yeah. it, it seemed so heavy and so big. And I feel like after that one tie just broke, like, one day, then the second day, then the third day, then the nice. fourth day, that 
it was that it was the first time in my life where I felt like, okay, I'm about to happen to this journey. Like, yeah. I'm about to happen to, to this kingdom space. Like, yeah. this is not going to keep happening to me. Yeah. Um, and that, like, one victory alone, I feel like the Holy Spirit just riled up at me and was like, no, we're, we're in charge here. Yeah. We're in charge here. Yeah. Um, that, I remember a day, I don't even know if it was in the way less to feed more um, curriculum, but you um, made me get naked. Yes, I did, and look girl. In the and yes, like speak I did. Life over myself. Yes, I did. And it it was a it was a it was like a split in history day for me. Come on. And the day I like stopped looking at myself in the mirror and like looking away and just was like, yeah. oh, you're at, you're good. You're yeah. you're a good creation. Like yeah. you were made good. Yeah. Um, God changed and shifted things in that, and so. Um, I don't know. You know, some things are such a slow ramp totally. to freedom. Some things are such a slow. That this is not how that was for me. I feel like I we started that day, and I said, like, all right, this space is the Lord's, Amen. and that's not to say that He's not just constantly, you know, poking at me and prodding at me. And not that there's not like dips down, and you've been there for a lot of those mm-hmm. dips. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tell a story about about you in a second, but <laughs> um, no, a good one. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't have any bad ones. But I feel like after that day, that was the biggest thing. The Lord said, like, this is this is my ground. Like, every ground in your life yeah. is my ground. So I'm, stop I, thinking that, like, this is the enemy's ground or this is the flesh's ground. Like, yeah. this is my ground and we do kingdom work here. And yeah. um, and somewhere along there, you told me, you know, you're going to, you just, you would ask me, uh, like, you would ask me what's happening on the freedom train. Like, mm-hmm. is it? Is it like going forward? Is the bell ringing? Or and some days I say like I don't know how the freedom train's going, but like I'm dragged behind it. <laughs> I'm hanging but on to the it's bumper. Going, it's going forward, but like I'm like I'm like tethered to a rope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you kept saying like ring that freedom bell, ring that freedom bell. So I changed. I made an Instagram account, changed it to my freedom bell. I'm gonna ring my freedom bell every day. Yeah. Um, I feel like that declaration alone over my life, like that's what I'm doing when I eat. Yeah. Um, I'm communing with God. Come I am on. ringing this bell that He's purchased this land for me. When I exercise, that's what I'm doing. Mm. And and there's been just different layers and levels of that. Um. So the story I was going to tell that I love about you because, and again, we won't make this like a friend gush. Thing, but I do just love you. Like, <laughs> I know. I just could not love you. As I, as I, you. But I, <laughs> keep going. Well, I'm glad we have a, we have a friend call scheduled for next week. So I'll, yes, save, we do. I'll save all of it. Yes, we do. But I do want to tell people like find somebody like Lisa because um, my favorite was when I called you a day last spring and I don't. I'm sure you actually do remember it. And I knew in my spirit, like, I need to call Lisa today. And it was like when you picked up the phone, we were already talking. Like, you mm. were, you knew, it was like you knew I was going to call. Mm. Yes. You knew what the Lord wanted, I do remember wanted that. you to say to me. And even my husband had just said, like, call Lisa. I took, like, one look at him and he was like, call Lisa right now. Call Lisa. Yeah. I was like, okay. And we, we just started in the middle of the conversation. The Lord had already told you what to say to me. Um and so that was like a, a different marker day for me. That was the day where I, the the big question mark that I was like trying to answer was like, I'm a curvy girl. The thing about me talking mm. about body image and freedom mm. and food is like, I'm Come on. five, four and curvy. You know? Yes, you are. <laughs> you want to hear what I have to say? Yes, they do. They, I had this trainer saying to me, like, you know, I, you know this story. She said, like, you, you know, you are overweight and like, we do need to work on that. And 
<laughs> and I like something rose up in me to say like I don't think I am that's right come on I don't think I am I don't yeah. think I actually am overweight I yeah. think I'm like curvy and I that's think right. this is a body God's given me that's right and I think I eat crazy healthy and, and you I think take, I take good, really care, good of it. care of my mm-hmm. body and mm-hmm. I'm running marathons and mm-hmm. lifting weights and mm-hmm. like actually I think I'm okay and yeah. that's what I called you to say like am I okay and you said you're good you God's are not only good. good, but you are needed as that good. Like I just, that health at every size. Bring back the diversity of God's people, the colors, the shapes, the size, all within that health. The health is on the inside. How how free is my heart? Am I, am, yeah. am I in bondage to my what I see in the mirror, what I see on TV or what I see in a magazine or what a young trainer or old just doesn't know if their minds aren't renewed. Yeah. You know, the words can yeah. come out and land in deep places. But you did good. You yeah. got free, stayed free. So I feel like that day was an, a whole nother step in the journey to just say like, I said to the Lord that day, like, I don't care what I wake for the rest of my life. Come I on. I literally don't. Yeah. I don't care. That's right. That's up to you. I care about like running with you and staying healthy for you. And so th- losing weight is absolutely off the table for me. I just love never that. Get this- would, and that feels great. Would you? I know. I honestly, would you say like when we first met, would that have been on the table? Like, am I not losing oh, weight yeah. right? Am I not? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, I want to get free, but I want to lose 60 pounds. Like, you know, I want to do it at the same time. Freedom to me is 60 pounds gone. How many yeah. women say freedom to me is something I can measure and attain and hold in my hand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, now let me, let's transition to your crazy, because this is where I my mind cannot comprehend. I have never... And I will never say I will never, but I have never run a marathon. I know. Don't say you won't because you know I'm going to be like, so when are we doing this together? Okay. So I know this is – I bet you there's so many people listening right now, people I follow on Instagram that follow you, that follow me, that are runners. Like I feel like there's a whole lot of running going on. I don't know if my eyes are just open to it. I even have one of our instructors. Her name's Rachel Myers. She's like – She's like Zumba girl. Like she's dancer, hip shaker. And all of a sudden she said, the Lord woke me the other day and told me I'm running a marathon. I'm like, what? And she's like, even she's like, I don't even know. I'm not even asking him. I don't know. I'm just going to do it. Like she's like, I don't know. I'm just going to do it. Thinking, oh, Lord, please don't tell me. But I know that there's something going on in the water right now where people are women are stirred to press into the long places, the that that place so tell me what that was when you knew it had you always wanted to be a runner yeah well running is a big part of my like heart Jesus story and that no I've never been I I wasn't always a runner I mean again I'm five four and curvy and that's what I was like all growing up so there's no no one ever would have said to me like you should should be on the track team Actually, I, I, I think we probably talked about this on my list a few more, but my, like, one of my weirdo childhood woundings was that I was on a boys' t ball team until I was like 11. That's right. Because I was so bad and I had my hair cut like a boy and I wear, I wore one, um, one <laughs> earring like a boy and it was shaped like a light bolt because they called me lightning sarcastically because I was so slow. <laughs> oh! But I didn't know. I didn't know it was sarcasm. Oh, um, sweet girl. Because I was fast. Yes. So I like totally repped it. I'm, I'm lightning. 
Um, so no, no, nobody would have ever told me I was a runner. I wasn't athletic in high school. In college, I most I would ever run was like a mile, but I just didn't think I was built to be a runner. And then when I, um, in 2011, when I struggled with depression and went to counseling, my counselor was the first person who said, have you ever thought about running? Huh. Um, she said, I, I have some like big questions that I want you to think through. And I think she was like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like you could think about them while you run. And I was like, well, I'll try to run. And the first time I ever like really ran, I ran nine miles. Um, with what? A friend. The first time? My very first, like, legit, more than a mile run in my whole life. Um, we had nine miles with a friend. And, and what blessed me is that she was a slow runner, which I'm like, okay. hashtag slow runners unite. <laughs> I didn't know you could run slow. Right. I thought it was like nine minute miles or nothing. Oh, come on. So um, she was a super slow runner. She was training for a marathon. She said, why don't you, like, try to run with me? And I knew 10 feet in. I'm running the whole thing with her. So we ran nine miles. And I was in love. So I immediately wow. started training for a half marathon. This was in, yeah, 2011. Um, ran a half marathon in 2011. Loved it. Literally felt like so much peace. Okay. Felt like this is how I'm going to meet with the Lord. This is where him and I do business. Good, yeah. Had a baby. Yeah, had a baby in 2013. Um, like ran a little bit after having Canon and ran a little bit here in Charleston. Um, I ran a few half marathons two years ago, kind of got back into it. I was like, oh, I'll run some half marathons. Um, but it, it, it wasn't like anything world changing. It was just like, I'll just run. Um, and then same as, as your girl, I felt like this past fall, I felt like the Lord was like, I'm inviting you back to running. Like, let's, let's do some serious communion here. Mm. I was traveling a lot in the fall and, um, traveling more than I ever had. And Wilder had just come out, but I was writing my second book and I just felt like the Lord was like, we're going to do this the right way. And so you're going to have to treat your body and treat mm-hmm. your heart mm-hmm. like it's important. Mm-hmm. So let's just start with running. Um, mm-hmm. And my, I just know I do better with structure. So there was no like spiritual thought around the marathon except for um, I was like, I do really good with structure. If I want a lot of structure for a mm-hmm. long amount of time, maybe I should train for the marathon. Yeah. Um, and I didn't actually really think I could do it. I mean, I'll say that. I didn't actually really wow. think I could do it when I first started saying I could do it. Yeah. But I just told myself, like, well, I'll just see what I can do. Yeah, right. I'll see what right. we can't do, you know. Right. And um, really, like, met with the Lord. Just really met with the Lord. I don't I don't know why there's something yeah. um, about, like, I, I, I think I'm learning now, like, 10 miles is my sweet spot. 10 miles, like, is, 10 miles is, like, a good quiet time for me. You get to 13 and 15, and I, like, get a little grumpy. You get to 26, and weird stuff happens. Okay, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about it. First of all, how long was your training period? Did you do a six-month? What was your... I started in October, so October, November, December, January, February, about five, five months. Five months, Okay. And my very first run was a six mile. I did a training plan that I have not been able to find online um, that a like running coach gave to a friend of mine that wow. is like, um, like easy girls guide to running. And it's also, it was also designed in an effort to like keep you weight training. So it was only two days of running a week, which is really not normal now that I've gotten into the marathon world. I know like nobody does that. Wow. Okay. Um, so I did one speed 
run a week on the treadmill and I did one long run a week and that was it. And that Which, for six months or for, for five months? months? Yeah. And never missed a speed run and never missed a long run somehow. Wow. Wow. Um, I had some rough runs in there, but I did never miss one. And um, I, I also think those are the two kind of runs I like. I really like speed runs on a treadmill and I really like long runs. It's the like four to six miles. I'm like, ugh. Really? That's <laughs> so crazy. That so That's My crazy. Worst, like, yeah. Now is like a six mile run. Like I could, I'm like two or ten. Wow, you are so my girl. All or nothing. I know. The- it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. So training was great. I trained with three young girls here in mm-hmm. Charleston who go to my church. Mm-hmm. I I say they're young. One's 28, so the others are 25 and 22. Oh but my that, gosh. You know. None That's, of them yeah. have had babies, so I, to me, they're like decades younger. Yes, um, yes. Like none of you have pushed anything out of your body, so we're, we're just in different life. <laughs> you don't stages. know your body the way I know my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but they were great. It was the best thing I've ever done, and I found I have found that like um, it's intimidating as a mom, right, to commit to that much, and so I yeah. get why it's harder for moms to commit to that, but I couldn't get any moms to like commit to it, even though for me, I was like, it's two runs a week. It's two runs a week. One, I'm doing right after I drop my kids off at school. The other, it's one day a week where my husband gets up with the kids. Like, it wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but we did it. So, and anyways, last thing about why I decided to do it is because this was the first year all my kids were in school. So I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? This is the first year. <laughs> what was hard about training for half marathons in the past is that everybody kind of does long runs on Saturdays. And because we're church people, Saturdays is our only, Saturday mornings are our only downtime. And so, yeah. um, that's what made me stop. Cause my husband was like, it's just hard every Saturday with you gone. But when it was Friday and the kids just already went to school, it was fine. Yeah. There so. You so yeah. how, tell me <clears throat> what race you did, go to the day, how was it? How was your nerves? What did you think? How was yeah. your excitement? What was the race? When did you do it? Okay, it was two, only a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. What was, was the title? March 3rd. What kind? It was the, the Myrtle Beach Myrtle Marathon. Beach, okay. In Myrtle Beach. So that's like two hours away from us here in Charleston. Okay. Um, Myrtle Beach is like obviously on the beach and it's real, um, it's real touristy, um, but I heard that it was a flat race, and I heard I heard everybody said it was flat and fast, um, pretty good weather. You could always it looked beautiful. Be- yeah, it was pretty. It yeah. was really pretty. Good it wasn't. Day. It wasn't. Um, it was pretty, and how I felt going into it, um, I knew I could do it. Yeah. I, at that point, after training, I knew like physically, I know I'm gonna do it. My worst run was my 20 mile run. I ha- I had a um, I pulled a muscle oh, on no. my 20 mile run and not have it on any of my other long runs, and so it was really painful. But I got through it, and when I got through with my 20 mile run, I said, "I know I can run six more miles." Like mm. I, even though that day was really hard, I knew like, "Oh, I could have totally kept going." I had a, we had a great plan with my little running team. I am slower than they are. I'm about a minute on average, slower than they are. So we had a plan um, for us to, for me to like really keep up with them. We noticed on our long runs that I could always keep up with them until like mile 13. I could always stick with them till mile 13. And then I would start to lose steam. 
Can I ask so something? Because I know people are wondering this. Oh, when you were doing those 13 miles by that, was it always run, run, run? Or did you run, walk, run, walk? Or did you, could you run a consistent Great. 13? We always ran. We okay. always ran the whole time. Um, we didn't run, walk. I, I, I've never been, a, I've never walked during a run. We did stop. We would like stop and drink water or stop and eat or stop and go to the bathroom, but we didn't run walk. We just ran. Okay. And, uh, so we, our plan, I can even tell like times if that's helpful. Our plan yeah. was to run 1130 on average for the first three miles. We want to do like a slow warm up. Okay. Then our plan was to stick to 1050. Okay. Four minute um, miles. For at least 10 miles was our goal. So from mile three to mile 13. I'm already dying. And My little chihuahua legs are already exhausted. My little three foot legs are like, oh, forget it. 10.50. I I, I love this about the, about like running apps. I can pull up and take, I can tell you exactly what went wrong, where, what happened. Yes, we want to hear. Yeah, our plan was to do that from mile three to mile 13. But in my head, this is one thing you should know about me. Before every race I run, I always tell myself, like, but I'm going to do better. So in my head, I said, I'm going to run 10.50, but I'm going to run it all the way to mile 20. (laughs) (laughs) And then I gave myself permission to let the wheels come off at mile 20. I said, at mile 20, if you need to, like, run really slow, just run really slow. If you need to run 13-minute miles, whatever you need to do, just run. Whatever you need to do, just do it. So that was my plan. Um, and I was not nervous. I was so, I was happy to be with the girls. I, um, you know, looking back, there are, you know, definitely things I didn't do right. I, but I got enough sleep. My nutrition was great. I drank a gallon of water every day that week for a whole week. I wasn't sick. What Um, didn't tell us? We all want to know what didn't you do right? Yeah. Didn't do right is... For every single one of my long runs, I always took ibuprofen before my run. Because, like, right, I'm 32. You know, things <laughs> ache and crack. Girl, we'll talk in 14 years. <laughs> yeah, I know you know. Um, but I didn't take ibuprofen that day. Oh. So Out of, like, you, was, you purposely? I totally forgot. God. Oh, my god! I put it in my back pocket because I didn't want to take it until – the exact like right before the race started and then I totally forgot and yeah. I and by the time I went to go get it out of my zipper pocket of my yoga pants it had like disintegrated oh, via sweat sweat that's right yeah so I didn't do that um mm. I, I I'm sorry male alert like, yeah calm yourself you need to turn it off for a second I um was on my period oh no did it? I, did you uh, know you would be, or did it come? No, oh, I I knew. I oh. knew for months ahead. It's gonna be on that day. Um, oh. So I think that was real. Um, I did not poop. Morning of the runners. No, it's like a horrible sign if you don't poop before the race. You are too. It's bad. Was that normal for you, or is it because you were up at no. an earlier time? I always, always poop. poop. Before I just couldn't do it that morning. You're too <laughs> nervous. Report. You're too nervous. I was too nervous. Did you ever, um, even on the run, as you got going? I never pooped on the run. Wow. I know. Hmm. So that's that would, like a problem. That's like a. It's like too much in your system. It would suck. You know? That that would suck. I would feel that. Yeah. 
So I think those are some things that happened wrong. But what really happened, I, I actually just pulled up my time. So here's what happened. Okay. Out of the gate, we said we were going to do 11 30-minute miles, right? Uh-huh. First mile, 1045. So you we went, went too fast. Fast, yeah. But that happens. Mile you get two. all caught up in the excitement and the energy. I've never known anyone who doesn't get caught up. Go ahead. Mile two. I know. Mile two, 1025. We're getting oh. faster. faster. <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting faster until mile nine. Oh, my and gosh, Jesse. We stayed in the tens, but we we're in the tens from mile one to mile nine. Um. So at mile nine, I noted in my head, like I wasn't really with it. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't worshiping. I wasn't praying. Mm. I was really just doing math. I was, <laughs> I just was like, doing math. Slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> I mean, at that point we were, our goal was to finish somewhere between 445 and five hours. Yes. And at that point I was looking at the app and our predicted finish was like 330. I was like, uh. Oh my word. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so (laughs) I was doing math. I stopped to pee at mile nine and I turned off my music and just kind of started thinking for a little bit. And, um, I'm mile nine to 13. I was just thinking a lot. I was just, I was thinking like, is this going to be okay? Can I do it? Have I gone too fast? I got in my head and I just started thinking a lot. We saw my husband and friends at mile 13 and they gave us a hug and they said like, you're going very fast. And I said, I I know we're going really fast. Um, Right after mile 13 or I'm sorry, right after like mile 12 ish, I told the girls like, I need to slow down. I think I'm going too fast. I think we're going too fast. And my girls were like, of course, definitely let's slow down. Um, And so this is a story I haven't told anyone. And this is the processing I haven't done with anyone. But I mean, I've told a little bit on the internet that I, I've, I've told the internet I had a panic attack oh. um, somewhere between mile, like around mile 14, mile 15. I've had three panic attacks in the last five years since I struggled with like anxiety and depression. I used to have them all the time. Mm. I've had, only had three since mm. then. They've all been while exercising. What? And every single one has come out of nowhere seemingly. Um, every single time I felt, you know, really normal panic attack feelings, my chest hurts, my stomach hurts, feel like I'm going to die. can't breathe. Um, I, I, I remember the girls looking back at me and, and they both looked like really concerned. They both love Jesus. And thankfully they're women I like do life with. And so they looked back at me and they knew something was wrong and they were like, what, what's going on? And I broke. I just, I started sobbing and heaving and crying, like the ugly cries, like, I don't know what's wrong. I can't do it. I don't, it just, it all started coming out. Um, So I called Nick. I I was like, I'm fine. I'm going to run with you guys. I'm going to put my headphones back in. I put my headphones back in. Instead of putting on music, I called Nick and I just said, babe, I'm, I'm like really struggling. I'm not sure what's wrong. I just need you to pray. And um, Nick is really good. It's, uh, he's really good in panic situations. And the, actually the last time I had a panic attack, I came home from the gym cause I was exercising when I had it and laid in bed. And he just said like, babe, you're having a panic attack. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. And so he, he just said like, Hey, what do you need? I'm at mile 16. What do you need? And I said, I need 
a hug and I need to pray. And he yeah. said, okay, all right, yeah. what we're going to do. So I got to mile 16. He gave me like the world's biggest hug. I dropped to my, I dropped to all fours. I immediately was just like, I can't do it. I can't, I don't know why that's not a thing I say. Yeah, like, no, it's not. It's not I say, but that is what was coming out of my mouth. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. It was wow. a bad idea. Also, I kept saying this was a bad idea. 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 God's actual grace, like one of the like most miraculous moments in my life that I pray I never forget was me saying, this is a bad idea. idea. And all five people who were with me, the two girls I was running with, Nick, my best friend Rachel and her husband, all put their hands on me and they like screamed, it is not a bad idea. This is not a bad idea. This yeah. is not a bad idea. Oh, I just got chills. <gasps> they just mm-hmm. prayed, prayed, prayed. They're like praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, the two girls I was running with were literally just, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I had my headphones and I couldn't even hear with them, but I could, he- every once in a while I could hear them say like, Holy Spirit, Jesus, yeah. like, help her. I couldn't hear them praying. Um, so, yes. Uh, mile 17 or 18, we keep running. And I said, hey, girls, I'm going to make it. I just told them, I'm okay. I'm going to make it, but I'm not going to finish with you. Like, I'm going to need to, like, take my time. And I, I know this is not going to be me running to the end. So, again, I'd never walked on a single long run in my life, but I said, I'm going to walk. Like, yeah. I'm going to walk for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm not going to hold you back. And I'm now I'm feeling like stressed that I'm holding you back because it's taken me so long to find myself. Please, please go. I'm begging you to please go. And I am so glad that they did. Um, they both like yeah. hit our goals for the race, which they I did. just, I literally feel like made me feel like I did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. So I'm so blessed. I made it from like mile 17 to 20. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't listening to music. I was literally just praying, just praying. I called my sister. She prayed with me. And I, and when I, um, when I talked to Nick, he said, Hey, from mile 20 to 26, one of us is going to be with you. Uh-huh. My husband who never runs, uh-huh. never, runs, uh-huh. never runs, was in full, like normal clothes said, I'm running like the last three miles with you. Um, so just be ready. He said, Rachel's going to be at mile 20. I'll be at mile 23. Wow. And I'm, we'll, we'll finish it. So and um, Rach ran 23 to 20, or 20 to 23 with me, rubbed my back, prayed for me the whole time. Yeah. I, I, was, I was like, I can't, I can't really run. I don't know why I couldn't even run. I wasn't injured. Nothing hurt. Wow. Nothing. I just was so like heavy and defeated and like Dang. struggling. And she just was gentle with me. And then when I got to mile 23, Nick was like, yeah, we're going to run. Yeah. Like you're a runner and we're going to run. Yeah. And so I would, I, he was like, we're going to run three minutes and walk one. And I was like, okay, okay. Good job. And good job, Nick. We'd run three minutes and he would not tell me it had been three minutes. And I'd say like, it's, I know it's been three minutes. And he'd be like, nope, it hasn't. (laughs) Just keep going. carry me to the end he was like no you're a runner you're a runner we're gonna run that's good so made it the last three miles saw the finish line sprinted to the end but all that being said I want to go back and it's taken me like almost a week and a half now to realize what happened and um I'm gonna tell you you're the first person I've really told and definitely probably the only I'll tell this story online at mile nine I got a text message 
from a friend. Yeah. And her birthday had been the day before, and I had forgotten her birthday. No. And she texted me <clears throat> and said, like, I'm praying for your race. I'm so proud of you. And I saw her text, and I realized I forgot her birthday. And the thing, the defeat the rose up, that rose up in me, that this is a bad idea, was yeah. I, I tried too many hard things. Wow. I bit off more than I could do. Wow. I always do. Why did I run a marathon? Why did I think I run a, run a marathon? If I just kept my life simple, if I didn't try hard, if wow. I didn't try to do ministry or write books or travel or have four kids, if I hadn't tried all these hard things, then people wouldn't have to help me. Yeah. I could just have been a good friend. If I just could stay home, this is my, my number one lie. I struggle with that. I tell Nick all the time. I don't want to be a ministry anymore. I just want to do the laundry. I just, if, I, if I could just be good at laundry and it's like start and finish thing that I feel like I feel a lot better. And, and thankfully I have a husband who every day is like, who cares about the laundry? Nobody yeah. can do the laundry. Wow. Fun. But I, it took me about a week and a half. I started praying about it and thinking about it. And I was like, the Lord just told me like, there was a text message. You got a text message. And I was like, Oh, I did. I got a text message. I remember now. I remember wow. the like sense of over me. I couldn't even remember what the text was. I had to go back and look and I realized like right in mile nine, I got a text message and it was my friend and I love her and I felt bad that I missed her birthday. Wow. And this, doesn't this connect? I remember when working with you and thank you that you're honest about like the, the big lies, like the things that come for you or can easily like swipe the holy ground that you're standing on, like take you out of the feet is if someone else, like if people are, if you've let people down or if people aren't, that people-pleasing thing, yes? Yeah, absolutely. 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 Girl. So it's um, – there's a lot of things I would do differently. I would try to not be on my period. I would take – <laughs> Try to, try to not poop. be. Good luck with that. <laughs> and I will absolutely be, like, just pressing in. I mean, I feel like he's just said, yeah. again, like, all right, press in. Like – you know, again, it's the freedom thing. There's certain things where it's like immediate freedom and there's certain things where it's levels. And I feel like for me, the people pleasing is like, we got another level. We got yeah, another there's always, team. always. But let's be clear, as we all know, just just love you. It's that you really love people. Like you are a lover yeah. of people. I listened to another podcast where I might have, been, might have been the same one where you're like, I think I'm the friend that takes it too far. I'm the one who goes like all in, <laughs> yeah. like, did I just hug you and meet you two seconds ago and like basically like crawl up on your lap? Like, but you love, yeah. and I, I love that too. I feel that same way. I really love people. I, I don't know if I, my, is my struggle isn't so much with people pleasing. It's with expectations of people not leaving or, or expectations that people will, will rise to meet their full purpose. You know, like you, you pour into yeah. people, you love people. You're like, I'm for you. I champion you. And then, They'll turn and, you know, life changes. They're God's the Holy Spirit. I'm not. So God's continually yeah. doing that with, oh, the people thing. Man. Oh, the people. Oh, the people. <laughs> hey, yeah. so will you do another marathon? What do you think? Yeah. You will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to. <laughs> okay, and that's, this is what my heart, my little heart's grieving a little bit. And the fact, like, 
was there ever a worshipful time in the 26 miles? Like, no. I, okay, here's my vision. I'm like, Jesse is doing the marathon today. I'm praying for you. I'm thinking, she is soaring on the wings of eagles. Like, she all, I know. all that seed and all that good stuff you turned and planted for five months. No worship. No, that's bad. Do it again. No. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have that moment. I don't think I would have. I think because the race is so long, I think it's hard to have it the first few miles. And then I started thinking, and I've I've said, that's the other thing I should have said. I've said now to my friends who ran it with me, I've said, if I could do it again, here's what I'm, here's what I know that I would do. If I could go back and if, if I could like transplant right now, I would do it. I would, as much as I needed people, I needed the people and I needed the people to champion for me, but I also am like a massive introvert. And when you struggle with like any kind of, anxiety you you got to get alone so there was too many yeah um like sensory Input. things going yeah. on yeah yeah so if I could do it again I would literally like walk into the woods on the side of the course and I would curl in a ball and I would pray and I would mm. say like I know what you can do can yeah you give me vision about what we can do here that's great because yeah. immediately after it was over I had it I said like oh I didn't worship at all like, wow. I didn't worship at all sweet um, girl and I think if I could pause and like go back I would have I would have known like it's just gonna take about 10 minutes to get over this yeah. but because I didn't ever take the time to like process it um I just kind of stayed in this weird like half defeated like it's not what I thought it was supposed to be world so yeah uh yeah I gotta do it again I mean, I got to do it again. I'm going to do some halves. I'm going to yeah. do a half in like two months just good. to like get yeah. another one under the belt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that I'll do like a million marathons. I don't think I'm going to be like marathon girl for sure. <laughs> um, but I got to do another one. For sure. sure. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm going to make sure you do another one for sure. All that yeah. missed <laughs> worship. I can't stand it. We got to take it back. The enemy stole that one Five in some way. Five hours of like... Yeah, not in the throne room, but I should have been in the throne room. Yeah, so. next time, next been. time. Okay, yeah. now let's transition because I have to talk about this too, which is so in line with the theme of your new book or the title of your new book coming out. When does the book come out, first of all? comes out in October. October, and it's called Dance, Stand, Run. Girl, Yeah, that's a title. That is a title. Yeah. Uh, pretty much, I'm like, um, that's the min, like, that's the gospel. Like, there it is. There's <laughs> the gospel no. expressed. Dance, yeah. stand, or run. Like, oh, I love it. So, tell me what this next book is about. What, what yeah. we want to know. Absolutely. Um. So, my next book, my second book, was supposed to be called No Filter, and. Um, it was supposed to be about like not having a filter with people and not having a filter with the Lord. And I was excited to write that book. I was pumped to write that book. I thought this is going to be an easy book to write. I'm, this is something I really care about. Um, and, but something that like comes really easily. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Prepping to write it right after, um, Wild and Free came out. I knew I had to start writing almost immediately. And what did you, happened Let me ask, is, did you sign up like for a book deal? Like after that book that you were signed for another one? So it was a two book deal. I was signed for two. Got it. So I knew I had to start writing pretty, pretty quickly. Um, And I'm telling it in story form because I can't not, I can't like just say what it's about without saying. Yeah, no, please. We like it. I know you get. (laughs) Uh, So what happened is Easter of last year, Easter 2016, we have this church here in Charleston and we had a bad Easter. We had like a, 
really rough Easter. And um, by that, I mean, it wasn't worshipful. It wasn't like, it wasn't life giving. No, certainly nobody got saved. People were on their phones during worship. Mm. And we were, Nick and I were just really grieved Grieved. and really bummed. We were just like, what's going on? Yeah, we had literally like fasted and prayed and just we're believing for all this life change. And yeah. I came home and the day after Easter, I was having some time with the Lord. And I just said, will you just show me what part I have in this? Because maybe there's some things you want to show me here. Yeah. Um, and the Lord brought to mind three different conversations I had had about also have never shared this story online. And it's like the whole first chapter of the book. So there you go. <laughs> Cliff notes um, though. Sorry, Cliff Zonovan. notes. Sorry, don't worry. Sorry about it. We're just a little ministry. Um, You're good. Yeah. It's just a little ministry of massive warriors. (laughs) Um, I, the Lord brought to mind three different conversations on that Monday after Easter that I had had with three different women at my church about the show, Pretty Little Liars. I don't even know what that's about. You you shouldn't know about it. Okay. It's a very strange. Teenage like ABC drama. Okay, that I had started watching on Netflix. Okay, and oh Netflix. Three different women. <laughs> I had gone to them and said, like, I gotta tell you about this new show I've been watching. It's so interesting. And um, I all three of them and the Lord like brought these memories back, and He showed me that their faces were very like blank and confused. Like, why is she talking to us about this? And that day, I the Lord broke my heart and said, you have forgotten about holiness. Um, You are already made holy and you have forgotten about it. Mm. You have become obsessed with grace and you have traded a knowledge of holiness for grace. For the acceptance of grace. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and, and really this idea that you are hiding your holiness, not that you've like abandoned it or not that you've taken it off because we can't, but that you've hidden it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to my publisher that week and I said, so we're not going to write the book about not having a filter. <laughs> said, we're going to write a book about holiness. Can we, can I do that? Will you let me do that? They said yes, because they're crazy great people. And so started writing the book, didn't really know even what it was going to be like, but right. just started asking the Lord and reading books and like trying to understand a theology of holiness. And, yeah. You know, if we're already holy, what does that mean? And, uh, as I started looking at holiness, I realized, you know, it, we actually have to talk about holiness and grace at the same time. Yes, ma'am. Um, we can't understand holiness without grace yes, and we ma'am. certainly can't understand grace without holiness. Yeah. And, um, in true like nerd fashion, which I think you would be like right there with me, I got very interested in like the, um, timeline of the church in America yeah. and how we used to be obsessed with holiness and the reformation. Yeah. And yeah. All, it just realized this whole grace revival has come in, but in the grace revival, we've really abandoned a lot Swing of truth. Swing the other way. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, actually guys, it's going to have to be about grace too. Mm-hmm. The book's going to be about grace and holiness. Yes. So we'll talk, we'll talk about dancing and grace and standing and holiness. Yeah. Um, and they said, great, that's great. Right. About, you know, dancing and standing grace and holiness. That's what it's about. And then I wrote the grace portion of the book and I wrote the holiness portion of the book and I realized like if we're talking about grace and holiness and we're not on mission we have there a you horrible have. problem there you go there you go so it's got to be about mission and we've got to be running too and so that's what it's about it's about grace and holiness and mission I cannot wait 
I'm not kidding. When I saw, I mean, <sighs> I loved Wild and Free. Like, yes, yes. Like, I, I, I just, yes. Like, I go, this is happening in me right now. But what you're about with this, with the dance stand run, like, that's where God's going. Like, that is uncharted, uncharted places yet. And I think we're mm. craving it. We're craving it and we're afraid of it. Um, but it's where the power I'm reading another the book you I think posted on um, an Insta story which wrecked me and I still it's the book I already know what you're gonna say you know what I'm gonna say yeah the way the way of the, 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 way of the, oh. the lamb the way of the dragon oh my gosh everybody you have like I I actually sent a, a request to interview those two of the book because I yeah. want to talk to them but yeah it's called the way of the lamb lamb or the way of the dragon Wait. and it talks about power like how there's just so much, you know, we can easily become the, this, I, I, someone said the who's who of the Christian zoo because the platform is there. The ability to have power and influence is so easy now, but it's the holiness. It's the reverence. It's this complete bowing of oneself that gives the power of God to rest in us, but not for our own purpose or sake. Um, and yes, absolutely. Grace is a part of that. I being in the mission that I'm in here. I love grace. I love grace. I'm grateful yeah. for grace, recipient of grace. Yes, every day, fresh mercy, new grace. But I feel like we've been in a culture of time where grace felt more like um, just permissive. Like grace gave me freedom, which yes, it does. But we don't use our freedom to destroy our freedom. There's a holy right. land that we stand in. I don't know. I just think this is the tension of the time I think we're in right now. It's how do yeah. we... People want something. They want to drink fresh water. They want pure water. They want to taste something different than what they're tasting in the world. But they don't want to, you know, there's a sacrifice involved. How do we, God, stand for your truth, your holiness, and your grace, your love, your unrelentless pursuing of our hearts? I'm just, whatever, I can't wait for that book to come out. I joined, she has, you have a Facebook group. Can I talk about that? Yeah. I was, I was wondering if you knew about Facebook group. Cause yeah. come on. It's Mention it. So interesting. And I think what you touched on is true. It's wild and free was a book. Everybody, um, you know, wanted to read. I think it was what we wanted to read. It's what yeah. we wanted to talk about. It was an anthem that we needed to sing. Yes. And it was fun to write and it was easy to write. And, um, it caught people, write it what they wanted to hear. And and I don't think that was, and obviously I wrote it. I don't think it was like in a tickling the ear sort of sense. It was just no. what we needed to hear. Yes. We needed some encouragement about it. We needed to talk about identity. Well, and the whole um, thing of that this, book was that you aren't, the, that someone you believe you're too much or you believe you're too little. So that's, we're yeah. wild and free. We're neither nor, like wild and free. But we're, can, we're, we're hidden in Jesus. Amen. Uh, and... um. This is not that book. This is not the book that you like immediately. I when I reread it, I don't pick it up and think like, yeah. I think like, Ooh. oh, I love <laughs> it. What? Here's me going, yes. All the Revelation Wellness family instructors know that like, oh God, Elise is gonna love this. I call it eating like, eat your vegetables, eat your meat, do the harder things. I'd rather not. Like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. So we had this idea, I was with the marketing team at Zondervan, and we had this idea, and I said, you know what I really feel like we need? I said, I don't feel like we need any groups where we tell people to buy the book. I don't feel like we need to, like, make a ton of images about the book. I said, I just don't think people are talking about this. Yeah. I don't think they're talking about holiness. Yeah. And I, I, I had this, like, hunch in the back of my head that if we just put it on the table, like, here it is, that people would be like, what? 
you know, and uh-huh. then I, I perceived a lot of people would think that we weren't whole, that I wasn't holy enough, that I wasn't holy enough to write the book. Name of Jesus. And I perceived that a lot of people would say like, what is holiness and what mm-hmm. is grace mm-hmm. and what is righteousness? Mm-hmm. So we decided to start this Facebook group. Let's, let's just start a Facebook group where women can just discuss the ideas of grace and holiness and mission. Yeah. And, um, I, the Zonderman team was like, I don't know. That's like a little funky. Is that going to be weird? And I was like, I think there will be thousands of women in it. Like immediately, uh-huh. I think women will flock to it. Uh-huh. And I think they'll want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that they'll want to talk about it from two different sides. I think um, the people who have already been talking about holiness are going to say, like, thank God, thank God, we've been needing to talk about this. Uh-huh. And I think that there will be a group of women who will say, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Uh-huh. Um, and that's exactly what's, what's happening. What's happening? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been peeking in there like once a day. Exactly- it's been amazing. Yeah. So anyone can join that group, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Just go over. Anybody can join. Absolutely. And it's called Dance yeah. Stand they, Run. They find dance. If you search Dance Stand Run on Facebook, they'll they'll find it. It's a closed group. They ask to join. They'll be they'll be let in. Nothing spammy. Nobody's selling anything to you. Nobody's Amen. selling teas or leggings or <laughs> face creams. And nobody's allowed to talk about other people's holiness. I've said multiple times, and I'm going to keep saying, like, when we talk about holiness. We have enough work to only talk about our own. Amen. So we're not talking about big cultural issues that we want to point at other people about. We have enough to deal with our own selves. That's what we're talking about. Okay. So. All right, everyone. Oh, my gosh, Jess, I could talk to you for another hour, which we have our date next week. So we'll do that. We'll do that next week. Yeah. You guys, I just um, am so grateful that God's made a Jess and I'm grateful that he made a you and whatever you're hearing in Jess that excites you like that freedom Mm. and the mission the message God's just stirring that's the Holy Spirit we hope it just stirs you up to to believe to stand to dance to run to be wild to be free to run the marathon to do the thing that God's calling you to do to learn from our (laughs) learn from the mistakes of missed worship um, and yeah. all these great yeah. things that God, I think we just know, like there's never been, I think this is such a great time to be alive on the earth. I really do. I think God's doing amazing mm-hmm. things. So Jesse, thank you. I love you. We, thank you. I love you. We are just cheering you on loudly. Great cloud I'm of witnesses. Well, you know, changing the world. <laughs> love you, girl. Thanks so much. Have a love good day. You. Bye. You too. Bye.